In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Christ is in our midst. I think that many people today believe that angels and demons are real, that they exist, but I don't think many people uh, believe that those creatures have any power or effect on them or play any role in their daily life. Um, probably because we discuss them in the wrong context. So, for example, right, um, when a sports team has a really long drought and then they, uh, they overcome that drought, like people will say they exercise the demons. Like the team I grew up with, the Sacramento Kings, they didn't make the playoffs for 16 years and then they made the playoffs last year. Oh, wow. And there was all sorts of commentary about how they exercise the demons. And really, it's not really demonic to miss the basketball playoffs. It's just mismanagement, right? Like, it's not really what we're talking about. Um, and, like, Halloween is coming up, right? And Halloween, I think, is America's favorite holiday now. If you, if you pay attention as you drive, you'll see more people's homes decorated for Halloween than for Christmas. Um, and since America has rejected a liturgical culture, but we are liturgical people, like people set their liturgical lives according to these holidays, and Halloween has become the biggest one. And so there's like a dark side of Halloween, and people put up all sorts of scary decorations or whatever, and they think like it's really no big deal. So, um, but demons are real. Demons are real. Angels are real. And today I, I want to get real about angels and demons. I want to focus more actually on demons and how they affect us and how we can deal with them. But it's good to know that demons are creatures. They were created by God. They were created good. They are angels actually. And they are angels who chose to follow uh, the devil who wanted to be God. The demons are creatures who once were good and have chosen to be evil. Because they don't have a body, they can't repent. I can't explain that too much. That's what St. John of Damascus says. And so they had a moment in time where they could choose to follow God or follow the devil. They chose to follow the devil. The Bible says about a third of the angels fell. So demons are fallen angels. That means that they are circumscribed. That means that um, they can't be everywhere at all times. Um, but it also means that their power is not as... Um, they are not as powerful as God. God will always win. There's no yin and yang in the spiritual life. They are not equal in opposing forces. God's power of goodness is always greater than the power of evil. Um, it's important to remember that demons are real and that they really hate you. And they really want to destroy you. And they actually should not be taken lightly. 
Um, it's also good to know that as baptized Christians, you cannot be possessed involuntarily by a demon. We do not believe that they can take possession of you and overcome your free will without your invitation. Without your invitation. But doing things like playing with Ouija boards and reading horoscopes and visiting palm readers and psychics and fortune tellers, playing with black magic, and um, even seeing like dark films like the Exorcist films, films that like glorify demons. Um, these are all gateways through which we can invite the demons to come into our life. And once you give them an inch, they'll take a mile. We have to be careful with that. But demons on their own cannot overcome our free will. They cannot overcome our free will. If we freely choose to become addicted to drugs and alcohol, if we choose to go down that road, there are some substances that also are gateways to the demons. Um, where we lose control of ourselves and open ourselves up to the control of dark powers. Demons, the goal of demons is to separate us from God and to separate us from each other. The devil is often called the diabolos, diabolos, which means the divider. The divider. The devil's goal is to divide us from each other and from God. St. Paul says in Ephesians chapter 6, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And he goes on to say, But we can arm ourselves with the armor of God. It's important to know that demons often work from the outside in. If you're a baptized Christian, they work from the outside in. They need your consent to be effective. So really, their only game plan is to tempt you. To tempt you, to tempt you, and to plant thoughts in your head. So they can't make you hate somebody, but they can point that they can plant the seed of resentment which you can take and help grow and turn into a hatred yourself. Do you see what I'm saying? You see how subtle that is? But they work from the outside. You know, in many TV shows, there are, um, there's like the, the good angel on one shoulder, the bad angel on the other shoulder, and the person's like having this conflict. Which one should I listen to? Like, that's actually a pretty good um, image of how things work in the spiritual life. Baptized Christians are given a guardian angel. You are yoked a guardian angel at baptism to be with you all your life. And um, so we, the church gives us weapons. We don't have to despair and we don't have to even fear the demons. We have to be careful, and we shouldn't take it lightly, but we don't have to fear because the church gives us very powerful weapons um, so that we can walk in the light of Jesus Christ. Now, if the goal of the demons is to separate us from God and to separate us from each other, obviously if we stay close to God and stay close to our brothers and sisters, there's not going to leave much room for the demons to operate. 
right? If we have groupthink for righteousness, right? Peer pressure for righteousness, it becomes a lot easier to repel the temptations of the demons. Um, but the church gives us a guardian angel, as I said. The church, Christ himself gives us, gives us the commandments and the beatitudes and the paths of righteousness. And our guardian angel is there to help us follow the path of righteousness and follow the commandments. Um, there are prayers to the guardian angel that you can pray. I heard a story once about a monk who prayed every day for 20 years to his guardian angel and finally started to have doubts about whether his guardian angel was real. And he finally said, Lord, if my guardian angel is real, can you please give me a sign? And then he felt a tap on his shoulder. He's in his, in his room praying privately, right? And he felt a tap on his shoulder, and he looks, and he sees this wing that's tapping him on the shoulder, and he turns around. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. His angel was there the whole time. He just couldn't see it, and that's okay. That's okay. But anybody who's had some sort of tremendous accident that they've walked away from, we'll talk about guardian angels, right? Um, so the Lord gives us angels. He gives us His commandments. The Lord gives us the sign of the cross. When we celebrate the feast of the life-giving cross, the exaltation of the cross, <coughs> we hear hymnography about how it is a weapon against the demons. The demons flee from the sign of the cross. So when you're in the middle of temptation, you start making the sign of the cross, and the temptation will start to dissipate. Um, also, the church gives us prayer, and especially the Jesus prayer. And St. Paul says that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. He doesn't say most knees. He doesn't say some knees. He says every knee will bow. The demons hate the name of Jesus because they know that the name of Jesus has power because it invokes and brings to the front our Lord Jesus Christ, and they have no power over our Lord Jesus Christ. So making the, like the most effective thing you can do in time of temptation or in time of attack, sometimes you really feel attacked, right? Sometimes you just feel like, man, there's something really strong working. And the best thing you can do is say the Jesus prayer while making the sign of the cross. The other tools the church gives us are confession and the sacraments, and especially confession because the, de the devil and the demons work in darkness. They work in darkness. They want you to keep everything hidden. And they want you to be like those pigs in the gospel story that just keep their head down. Have you ever been around pigs? Pigs always keep their head down. They're always playing in the mud, in the dirt. Um, and if you, I was told, if you ever take a pig and turn it over on its back, it's going to squeal, make an awful noise. Right? It can't stand to be looking up like it's always looking down. And the demons, when you sin, they always try to shame you and say, you can't turn to God. He won't forgive you. That is a lie of the demons. God, there is no sin that God cannot forgive. And there's no chance that He won't love you. 
But the demons try to keep everything in the darkness and everything kind of like hidden from God. But the best thing we can do is bring the darkness to the light. Bring the darkness to the light. There's a story about two monks on uh, Mount Athos who have this tremendous relationship where the younger one, uh, the, the older one is the spiritual father and the younger one tells him everything. And so I have a friend who was traveling with these two monks. They're walking on Mount Athos on this path. And the younger one says to his spiritual father, uh, Father, I, I have a thought. He says, go ahead, share it with me. He says, I just had this thought that I should throw you off the cliff. And the elder started laughing. He said, oh, that's just the demons trying to tempt you. Because if you throw me off the cliff, you'll be a murderer and your pride will get to you. Right? And I might become proud on my way down while, while thinking that I'm a martyr. He's like, that's just the demons. And he laughed it off and the thought went away. Like there was no like serious temptation, but like it never went anywhere because the young man just got it out. Now, should we go around telling everybody every single thought and temptation we have? Probably not. Probably not the best idea at the water cooler to be like, hey, I was just thinking about you and throwing you off a cliff. And No, not a good idea. However, there is a general rule of thumb. If you have a thought that keeps bothering you over and over and over again, if you can't get rid of it, after three or four days, you should probably talk to somebody about it. You should probably talk it out. But what my point is, when we bring things to the light, especially in the light of confession, when we bring that sin to the light, it no longer has power over us. And the other sacraments are life-giving too. And the sacraments work by putting the grace of God in us to work from the inside out. So the demons work from outside in, but God's grace can work from the inside out. And there's a huge difference in how that works. So, the demons hate the light. They want to keep everything in the darkness. But the best way to fight them is to pray and to bring it to the light. Because once something is brought to the light, it loses its power. It loses its allure. Um, we're always curious about something mysteriously hidden. And then once we see it, we're often disappointed. So, my point today is not to scare you. My point today is to help you to be courageous and strong, not to be afraid. To be wise and to be cautious. To remind you that we should... The, the spiritual battle is real. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. So let's not be trivial about it. But at the same time, let's not be caught in despair and fear. Because if God is for us, who can be against us? Our true power lies in our Lord Jesus Christ. And our hope lies in the resurrection. What we have to do during our life is to fight off 
the lies that are told to us by the devil and his host of demons, telling us that God doesn't love us, that God won't forgive us, that none of this hope in the resurrection is true. That's all nonsense. Believe what the church says and use the tools that the church has given you. Use the sign of the cross, follow the commandments, pray the Jesus prayer, come to confession. If you are doing everything you can to walk in the light, then you don't have to worry about the darkness. The temptations will come and they will go. They will come and they will go. Brothers and sisters, may God strengthen all of us to live a righteous and holy life, to walk in the light of His commandments, and to love Him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. May He give us His grace and fill us with His grace and love so that we have no room, no room for any darkness in our hearts. And may we avoid the destruction and the abyss that the demons want to drag us into, and may we all see the resurrection to eternal life and spend all of eternity praising and blessing the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, now and ever and unto ages of ages. Amen. Christ is in our midst. He is in our midst.